What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, guys? Kills Charles and Megan Murray here, and you're listening to Girls Talking Boys in partnership with SB Nation. As always, hello. Happy Friday, guys. Uh, we made it through another week. We have a super fun guest for you. Our, I feel like he's might be on more than Dave. I'm not sure. I feel, like, I feel like this is our favorite guest. Like I think he is. I think he might be the premier number one fan number one guest of our show, the one and only John Mashoda from The Athletic. Hi, Johnny. Wow. That was very nice of you to say. Uh, really, thanks for having me on. I feel like we could have come up with a better, like, you know, I personally could have come up with a better intro for you um, versus calling you our number one fan. But I kind of like the way that sounds, to be totally honest with you. Well, I mean, it's kind of reverse because, like, if you think about it, uh, I, I pull a lot of our content that we discuss on both this podcast and on the world's team, um, from articles that John Rochetta writes and obviously credit him, of course, but oh. you know, I might be your biggest fan. John, you're just our producer is what we just told you. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny you say it because like, I'm a, I'm the type of person that like growing up, like I obviously love watching sports, but like, I am a person that almost always has like sports talk radio on. Like even my, my mom will make fun of me sometimes when I go back home to Detroit, because like, like I'll put this, like the, we'll be in like the kitchen and I'll turn their radio on because I just want to hear what they're talking about sports talk radio. And I ultimately think that, you know, that's like the path that, you know, I'd like to do even more podcasts and radio stuff than I do already. Um, but I feel like I write to a certain extent to almost like fit, like how, for radio, you're trying to fill segments. And so whether I'm doing like, it's like these 10 players need to step up or this fan survey or whatever, there's always a part of me in the back of my mind. I'm like, what I'm writing, like this could be like a radio segment if I needed to use it, you know? Yeah. I mean, you are hey, incredible. You would be great. Like, I feel like John, how long do you think you could talk for? Like, realistically, like I know Forever. I am well known for talking for a long time, but like, I feel like you actually have some like really informed opinions about a lot of things. Like, do you think you could hold down like a five hour block? See, five hours is a lot. Like I know with like, you know, being friends with Brian Broadus and Jeff Cavanaugh and those guys, that five hour show that I mean, Brian's still doing right now, but Jeff was doing with him. Like, that just seems like a lot. Like, I think the sweet spot is like three hours, but you know, it, I think it all depends. Like, um, you know, obviously you can have segments where you're talking about like everyday real world issues and not just sports, but to run a sports show, in a way, I, I, it really, de it depends on like what you're talking about. Like, obviously you can fill a lot of segments with Cowboys, but like, for example, like obviously barstool sports puts a lot of money into their product. And there's a lot of things that they do that make you understand why their business has grown. Yeah. But there's also part of like where they started at 
in Boston, like Boston sports started booming at that time. Like the Red Sox were good. You know, obviously the, the Patriots did what they did. The Bruins are good. The Celtics are good. Like when you have a lot to talk about, like when I first moved down to Dallas, like, you know, the, the Mavs were, were playing, you know, in the finals, they won the finals in 11. The, the, the Rangers were awesome. And you had, obviously you can talk about college football and stuff like that, but, and then you can always talk about the Cowboys. So when there's a lot of content out there, then yeah, you can fill four or five hours, but it's just sometimes like in the off season, if like, especially like now in, in Texas, like if the Rangers aren't playing well, like, man, they have to do three, four Rangers segments and they're not really doing much or, and, and mix in some stars and some other stuff like that. That would probably be my most difficult thing. But if I, if it was just talking about like football and basketball all the time, and then mixing in some everyday real world issues. Yeah. I, I could definitely do three. I don't know. Five hours might be asking for a lot. My favorite thing when I go on the fan is like, is that they always bring me on for like a real, a real sports segment, but then always without a doubt, I am a part of a segment that's just like a random, like let's BS and talk about weird stuff. And like, I don't know why I am the way that I am, but I feel like I always like accidentally have like a sexual innuendo when I'm on air. And then I'm like, <laughs> encouraging people to like text into the line because I'm like telling them that I'm single. And I'm like, why, why do I do this to myself? Like, <laughs> this is, this is, this is not it, Kelsey, not it. Well, okay. So yeah. Okay. So it's not it. You're saying it's not it, but the thing is, is I don't know, like, I kind of believe though, because to a certain extent you're doing that, you're being kind of an open book and that's what works for those type of platforms. I mean, like, somebody that I think is probably the best probably ever to do it in Howard Stern. I mean, that's yeah. why I think he's been so successful is because he can get most of his guests to talk about things like that, that they typically wouldn't do in most interviews. And like, there's not much that you can't talk about with him. Like everything's on the table. And I think ultimately that's what people want to hear, you know, as opposed to just the standard, like, you know, this is what's going on. And I, I better say this because this is what's perfectly politically correct as opposed to just sharing an opinion. If someone likes it, great. And if not, then you know what, then whatever. But people will still listen to you if they know that you're being authentic. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, listen, it doesn't get much more authentic than telling the world that you gave your number to a homeless man. So there you go. <laughs> Wait, did you tell that story? I'm gonna yes. Like I need a filter. <laughs> Well, the problem is you might have to tell it now because I don't think you've done it on this podcast. Okay, I'll tell it. And then we'll actually get to like the real stuff that we brought down on for, which is, <laughs> yeah. you know, football. Uh, anyways, so I was like doing this. I've been single for a little bit now, like probably like since COVID. And I, you know, I'm good. Like it's just, I've dated and like, I've had a lot of like really bad dating stories. Like as you guys probably heard the last couple of times we've talked, I just, just hasn't been a good run for Kelsey Charles. And I have a really good way of finding the weirdos and, <laughs> um, <laughs> to put it nicely. And anyways, this is no different because I, so I did this like manifestation thing where I was like, okay, just like, you know, put it out of your mind. Like, don't worry about it. Like write down what you want and like, you know, let the universe kind of work for you. Like call it hokey pokey, call it whatever you want. Like if you had seen the men that I've dated, then you would understand <laughs> why I went to such lengths. So, um, I'm like walking into central market I don't know, like back in like January or something. And I have a mask on and this guy like walks is like walking out and like eating a, like, and like, and he goes, Hey, and I was like, he's kind of like scruffy, but like, I go for like the scruffy guys. So like, that's not unusual for me. Um, right. and he was like, Hey, like, are you single? And I was like, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, yes, 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 I am. Like, I was just like super caught off guard, like not expecting that. Um, Murphy, stop. 
I have a dog now too. Um, he's like, mom, I don't want to hear it. He's trying to play with my cat. Um, don't. Okay. Anyways. Um, yeah. So I, I was like, he's like, can I have your number? And I was like, uh, I mean, I just, again, caught off guard. I was like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Thinking back, I was like manifestation, like, sure. Like, let it come to you. Well, um, he, my first red flag obviously should have just been like, not give my information to a stranger. Second red flag. He didn't have a phone. So he pulled out a, excuse my French, a piece of paper from his pocket to write down my phone number. And then my friends, the best part in how we figured out he was homeless. I mean, I texted Megan Dave like immediately. And I was like, I'm pretty positive. I just gave my number to a homeless man. <laughs> so um, then like, I get a call, like a, a random call on my cell phone, like, I don't know, a few hours later from like the Baskin Robin, Robins around the corner. And then like, you know, another store that's like, I get like six calls within the like 48 hour period from like all these like cash advanced stores or like a, a retail store, like within like three blocks of that grocery store that I was at where I gave him my number. And I was like, this man lives outside. So um, the end, that's my story. Good times. Or he's just unplugged, Kelsey. You just, you know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Maybe he just likes to walk around a lot. So yeah. you didn't answer. You didn't answer the call. No, is that maybe a bad person, John? I mean, <laughs> it doesn't make you a bad person. It just would be even better for the show if you could share a conversation you had on the phone. No, but I mean, I'm not joking, you guys. Like he did. He, I guess, like maybe like six weeks later, I think he found a real phone and he he texted me a photo of himself sitting in like a Whataburger, like like <laughs> <laughs> lounge area. Like well, yeah, that's because you were, you were, you were one of the 30 people in the last two years that he's asked for their number and you're the only one that did it. So he couldn't wait when he got that phone to send that to you. I mean, if the Baskin Robbins called me though, I might answer. So <laughs> that's, that was the one regret I did have. I was like, Baskin Robbins feels like a, a missed opportunity. Like what if they were trying to sponsor you? Who knows? Who knows? So <laughs> Anyways, um, that's my tragic. I'm just, tragic I just feel like if you answered that call, you might've found your soulmate. John, I just feel like you are enjoying this way too much. I am. I also it's a good like to strands, so I, I mean, I, it's not that far off. I do. And there's one biting my leg as we speak. So, but he's um, so cute. he is so cute. Uh, anyways, uh, John, the, one of the main reasons why I wanted to bring you on <laughs> outside of laughing <laughs> not at my, to talk about that. my love life is you do this. I mean, you obviously have amazing content, um, nonetheless. So if you guys aren't following John, you should be, I mean, and I know you all, you all are, but he has great content on the athletic. And one of my favorites that you do is a survey of the fan base. And, you know, I, the, the Cowboys fan base is just so fun to be a part of. It's such a tragedy. It's such a but it's also like such a livening experience because we just ride this roller coaster together, right? And then John documents it. And I absolutely must know, as someone who's covered the team for a while and been doing this survey for a minute, uh, how are the results this year, my friend? So they're a little bit more than last year and not as much as the first year, which I kind of expected. But, um, you know, I think a little bit has to do with just kind of where people are with the team you know in terms of I don't know like yeah they should be pretty good but I don't think the hype on going into this year's training camp is what it's been in previous years I think the way they ended the season players they've lost in the offseason the additions limited additions they've made I think it just kind of it it was solid it's like a little under 2,000 people but I feel like probably the best way to describe it is if if people legitimately thought this is a Super Bowl contender it probably would have had you know 
3,000, 3,500 people in there. So, and actually one of the questions that I thought was the funniest is, you know, how, how many games do you plan on attending this year? And 75% said none. Are you kidding me? Wow. And so I, you know, I posed a question in there like, oh, maybe it's because of how expensive games are. Maybe it's a combination of that. And then the team's not what people have thought it was going to be or aren't as excited they've been in years past. But there have been people in the comments saying that, hey, you know, Cowboys are a uh, not really a local team. So, you know, hey, I, I live in Atlanta. I'm not going to whatever. But again, I even say to that, no one sit here and says that you have to sit there and say how many games you're going to attend and then show me the ticket stub. You just have to say a number. And I feel like if the team was playing really well and you were really excited about the season, people would lie, even if they weren't going to go to a game, be like, yeah, I'm going to at least one. But 75% said none. And I, I don't know. I found that interesting. It's like when LSU had that, obviously, again, like the, the epic season, right? 2019. And like, if you're a fan of the team, you're like, I have, I absolutely have to make it to a game this year just to witness this, you know? Right, right. And like, for your point, even if you don't end up making it happen, which is like par for the course in Kelsey Charles land, where I'm like, I want to do this thing and I'm going to commit to it. And then I can't do it or don't end up doing it. I would at least say that I'm going to like make it happen. Oh, for sure. No, I mean that. And that's what I feel like with the Cowboys. I mean, if the Cowboys get into a season where it looks like, Hey, this is really it. This is, this is a chance they got to make a run. And I believe we saw that in 2014 and 2016. And I thought at times last year, we saw that too. Uh, I think that you would see, I mean, there's just no questioning that this fan base is, I mean, 26 years without getting to an NFC championship game. I mean, they're, they're dying for something to get really excited about. So anything, any type of, it looks like that they're going to have a successful year, you know, the bandwagon is going to be packed and, and Hey, here's the other part of it. 75% of people in this poll said that they're not going to go to a game. That's not like the games aren't going to all be sold out. There will be people at all those games because the Cowboys are just such a huge brand. It's not like they're going to have problems selling the games out. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, I mean, I kind of say the same thing. It's like, I am like, I'm going to go to the Green Bay game. And then I'm like, but the ticket price though, it's not the ticket price you think it's the airplane. So I get it with those out of town people. Right. So what, what do you think was like, you know, one of the other like most surprising things. And I guess I, I also kind of want to get into like the sentiment because, you know, looking at the results, you guys can again, go see all of the full results, the 25 questions on the athletic.com, just search for John Mishota. Um, it just feels overly pessimistic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I, honestly, I believe as it should, you know, I mean, I, I just go off of the way I feel going into this training camp this year. And it's like, I do think the Cowboys are going to have a good team, but again, when you go 26 years, like one of the things I pointed out in, in this poll and one of the, when I was, cause it has like the answers to whatever the questions are, but then I have like a few sentences kind of summing up like thoughts on, on things. And on one of them, I said, since 2010, it's not like that's that long ago. I moved here at the end of 2010. I don't feel like I've lived here. My like, Oh my God, I've been in Texas so long. Like, I don't, I don't think that 2010 is that long ago. Okay. Since 2010, 13 out of the 16 teams in the NFC have gone to the NFC championship game. 13 of the 16. It's the Cowboys, Commanders, and Lions that haven't. Like, I'm at the point now where I'm like, okay, so let's say the Cowboys go to the NFC championship game this year. Let's say they lose. Am I supposed to next offseason write about how great this team is? Or is it just law of averages that they finally got to one because it's such a league of parity that at some point they should have a hot playoff run and at least get the NFC championship game? And I feel like fans feel the same way. And, and on one of those questions, it was like, I asked, Hey, how do you feel about the current franchise? It's 
do you feel the same as you have the last 25 years? Are you excited about the future? Or is this the most frustrated you've been? And 68% said that they feel the same exact way they felt the last 25 years. And if that's how you feel, then obviously you don't feel like they're legitimately going to go to the Super Bowl. So I guess one of the things, like, if you want to talk about the law of averages, and, you know, I know we've mentioned in the past, bringing out some of that, that B-school language, like regression to the mean, where you, you one could argue when you have success, maybe it's more of an anomaly, and then you ultimately end up averaging out back to the mean and just kind of falling back within the pack of like everyone else and just kind of being one of the guys. So do you feel like that would kind of be how you would classify the Cowboys teams of years past? Like that they've had the talent, but it isn't such crazy talent that it's just really above and beyond anything else or potential wise above and beyond anything else that other you know teams are putting out there. And it's more a matter of, Hey, yeah, like they've got some good players and like, if they're successful, it's like, that's kind of a, you know, anomaly. And then they'll just kind of fall back in line, like assuming they would have had more success than they did. Well, I don't know. I look at it this way as more of the, I would say in the last 15 years, I feel confident in saying at least four teams that the Cowboys have had in the last 15 years, you know, probably two of the Romo teams, one of the ones in, in, you know, the late, probably like 2009 ish era, 2014 and then probably two of these Dak Prescott teams 2016 and probably I would probably put last season up there which is how healthy they were going into the playoffs that out of those four I feel like the law of averages say one year they got to the NFC championship game I didn't say win the NFC championship game I didn't say win the Super Bowl I see just get to the NFC championship game and because they haven't with again the resources like the Cowboys have and then again I, I don't look at their team as being one that yeah, they just don't have any talent on it. You know, this is we're watching like some of these bad Lions teams or Jaguars teams and stuff like that. Like, I've never really felt that way about the Cowboys franchise. I just feel like they're always good enough to kind of be in the, in the picture, kind of be right around nine or ten wins. And you think that they're going to have a chance to make a run and then they just don't make it. And uh, I don't know. It just it doesn't make sense because, you know, the, the law of averages, you'd say like, OK, well, you know, Cowboys fans would gladly sit there and take like a three-win season to know that the following season, hey, they're going to the Super Bowl. Like you, you would easily suffer through that one season. You're like, I've been suffering for the last 26 years. I'll suffer one more year if it means the following year we're going to finally get there. But I just feel like the Cowboys kind of always just kind of tease you and say right around eight, nine, ten wins. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. So if that's the case, then why do you feel like the grade for Jerry Jones was a C? Stunning. Like, I, I have no idea. I have no idea at all why. I'll I feel tell like... you why I gave him a C. Oh, let's hear it, Megan. Okay. Because the question read, like, what do you give Jerry Jones? Was it something about, like, after or for, like, getting rid of Jason and um, hiring Mike McCarthy? Yes. Yeah. For getting rid of Jason Garrett. That's all right. Why. So I'm, I can't <laughs> actually see as an, isn't terrible. I can't really hate on that as much as. Like then there's another, thir- yeah, now there's like another 30%, 27% that gave him a B. Like, I'm yeah. just like, how, how, and whose mind is he getting a B? 
Like, I, I mean, I don't know. I just, that, well, that part. And then, and then it was funny too, because in the comments, you know, someone says that like the way I pointed it out, it was like, I was sticking up for Jerry that he got these high grades in no world was I sticking up for Jerry Jones. Like at no, I don't understand how anybody would be sticking up for, again, this is 26 years, forget him as an owner, 26 years as a general manager without going to the NFC championship game in no world. should, should that person still be the general manager if that's been going on for that long. And again, in this league of parody, and you are the most valuable franchise in all of sports. Yeah. So would it be fair? Cause again, like if I look at that and I see that it feels like people feel more strongly in a negative way about Mike McCarthy, they gave 50, 52% gave him a C um, than they do about Jerry Jones. So are we, are we two, two questions? Are we blaming more of Mike McCarthy for this team's lack of success? And is that the Cowboys way? And then B, are we just falling prey to like the largest marketing ploy of all time by not putting more of the onus on the ownership team than we do the head coach? If the ownership isn't giving them the tools to do their job correctly. Yeah. I mean, the most, the most blame absolutely has to go to Jerry Jones. There's no, I mean, it's not even close. If he was just the owner, he would deserve the most blame. The fact that he's the owner and the general manager, he has to by far take the most blame for all of this. And Mike McCarthy is just, you know, the latest guy to be the head head coach. That's going to take, I feel like a lot of his blame is going to go because people know that he can be replaced rather quickly. And when I say, I mean, within, you know, two, three years, if a coach doesn't work out, they're going to move on from you where Jerry Jones is going to be the general manager of the Dallas Cowboys as long as he's alive. And people don't know how long that's going to be. So there's a part of fans that I think that just kind of, you know, you become used to it because you're just like, well, I, as much as this bothers me, there's nothing I can do about it. I love this team. This has been my favorite team since I was a little kid. I can't jump off the bandwagon. Now I'm, you know, I'm fully ingrained in this. You know, I have, I have five Super Bowl trophy tattoos on my back. I mean, you, I mean, you guys have seen how Cowboys fans are. I mean, they are diehard about this, that they're not going to sit there and uh, just jump ship because they're like, ah, I can't stand Jerry Jones. Now, a lot of fans probably have, but still it's not enough to put even a dent into how big their fan base is. And so I think because you blame the coach a little bit more because you also feel like, Hey, that person can be replaced relatively quickly. And then the franchise can move in a different direction. And then all of a sudden then comes that great word that every sports fan, you know, lives on. And that's hope, you know, then you just have hope that it's going to get better than it was before. And obviously over the last 26 years, there's, you look back and you're just like, man, all the things that you're probably hopeful for, you're like, man, that was, I got a little too excited about it because it really wasn't as close as I thought it was. Do you relate to any of this, Megan? Because I feel like you are, when I, you have some very strong thoughts about Mike McCarthy and you kind of just told like your thoughts on Jerry and why you gave him a C, like, do you feel like that's, you know, relevant to like your point of view? Because you're like, I don't have much of a say in Jerry. So like, I'll give him credit for like finally taking action in something that was so desperately needed, but like, I can't worry about him too much because I know that it's a lost cause to even try to want to change anything there. Yeah, that's pretty much, um, that's perfectly said, honestly. Um, I don't think that I have any say over Mike McCarthy's job necessarily either, but <laughs> it's, it's easier to directly cor correlate like what's going on with the team, like currently, like as they play on the field, as they work out in practice to like what he's up to. Yeah. And I will tell you guys, like one of the things that I feel like has been, you know, that was surprising to me. The other one that was really surprising to me, if I'll be honest, 
was who will win the NFC East. It's it, again, like, it's like, I feel like I'll tell you who I personally voted for and I don't like it. No, I'm not going to tell you who I voted for, <laughs> but it's someone who we make fun of on every single time on this show of a team and they're up in Philadelphia. And I guess I'm just curious because it just seems like everyone's like, nope, nope, nope. Like this team is not good. Like I don't believe in them. Same ish, different day, not going to any games. Don't have a ton of hope. We're not going to, you know, make, we're going to bow out in the first round, but then they're like, but we will win the East. We will win the East. Like John, what are your thoughts on that? Like, do you think that's how realistic do you feel like that is? And like, from a psychological perspective, what do you make of that seeming turn of sentiment in the responses of this survey? So I think it, I would personally have it at, I would probably pick the Cowboys just because I do still think they have the best chance. And a lot of that for me is just because I'm probably a little bit more down on, on Jalen Hurts than maybe others are. I just, I don't, I don't think of Jalen Hurts as being a guy that's going to take this team deep into the playoffs type thing. Sure. Uh, but the additions they've made, Hassan Reddick, AJ Brown, the offseason, I can totally see why people would pick the Eagles. Uh, again, the Cowboys just won the NFC East. Nobody's won it back to back years since 2004. So there's a lot of reasons why. So basically, I would say I, I pick the Cowboys to win the division, but I think it's more uh 55 45 or even maybe 60 40 than it is like you know i think whatever it was on that poll i didn't i don't have it in front of me right now but you know 75 80 percent of cowboys fans think it's going to be the cowboys again and again the other part that factors into it is just some of the players the cowboys lost and what they've done to replace them isn't that much you know there isn't the, the replacing of amari cooper and randy gregory and, and lyle collins and cedric wilson and, and even blake jarwin uh, it just, it hasn't been significant enough to where you think the team's going to get better. If anything, fans probably think the team will be, you're hoping they'll be just as good as they were last year and that maybe they get hot at the right time and make a deep run. I don't think anybody sitting here today would say as of today, before we start training camp, this team is better than it was on paper than it was last year. So, uh, it, I mean, Hey, and the other part is Cowboys fans are probably picking them too a lot because just the NFC East has been such a dumpster fire for so long that they're just used to like, Hey, if you have you have the best team on paper. You have the best quarterback in the division. Well, they're going to win the division. So, but yeah, I mean, going back to 2004, that's a long track record of, of nobody winning the division back-to-back -back years kind of just shows again, the parody of things in the NFL. I mean, there's a perfect um, like TikTok that I came across like last night that kind of goes into how I feel about it about, cause like I, we were struggling with this last week and I was like, I kind of want to pick, Philly, but I don't because I can't, you know, and it was, it came, it was a, a TikTok about, you know, oh, I feel down about America or whatever. And then some like a British person says something they're like, these colors don't run. So that's kind of how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and I get it too, especially if you're a Cowboys fan, I can see how you have like the hatred for the Eagles and the Eagles to me, uh, that's the thing about the Cowboys and the NFC East. I feel like the over different periods of time, their rival is a different team. And, and for me, I clearly think it's the Eagles, whether it be just games that I've attended over the last decade or just how competitive the two teams have been for the most part over the last decade. I think that that is their clear biggest rival. So I think it's hard for Cowboys fans that even if they feel a little bit like that, like Megan's saying, I think that it's going to be hard for them to say, yeah, I think the Eagles are going to win 
the division. But I guess you could always, hey, if, if you're a Cowboys fan, you can look at it as a reverse jinx and pick them. But I don't think anybody would be stunned if, if, if the Eagles won the division. Uh, but I mean, heck, if the Eagles win the division and the Cowboys don't make it in, into the wild card and they don't make the playoffs at all, I mean, you're going to have to do some significant changes in the offseason. But they won't. I mean, cause that's the thing, like, you know, people will sit there and say like, Hey, if they fall short again in the playoffs and maybe they just, you know, change out the head coach and maybe promote Dan Quinn or, uh, you know, kind of try and stay on the same path. Well, if they just fall, just, you know, win seven games or six games or something like that. I mean, you're going to have to make more changes than just, you know, uh, you know, a couple, Oh, we're going to get, we're going to get a new offensive line coach and, and we're going to get a new offensive coordinator or something. I mean, you're going to have to make way bigger changes than that. So it, it would be interesting to see you know, either way. And then if they do make the playoffs and they win a little bit, then I think you double down on everything and who knows, maybe that's the way to go. I mean, I, I think Mike McCarthy is fine. You know, like, I don't think that he's, you know, the, with like the top coaches in the league, I also don't think that he's in that bottom, you know, tier. I honestly, I kind of compare Mike McCarthy in a way to, I just saw that Elvis movie. Like it's, it's fine. Like it's good. I mean, it, go see it. I mean, it's worth your time, but like, Anybody that comes away from that is just like, oh, this is the best movie I've ever seen. And oh, my God, I, they're just going to clean up at the Oscars. I'm just kind of like, really? Like, OK, I guess so. It's fine. You know, it's, it's <laughs> it, go see it. You know, it's it's fine. I just don't I'm not I've seen some people that are just like blown away by it. I'm just kind of like, uh, OK, I whatever. Well, I actually want to ask you, oh, my gosh, I need my afternoon. Celsius. He's at it again, you guys. I'm at it again. Um, <laughs> I, I was yawning all last week. I was like, I'm thrilled to be here, obviously. Um, one thing I have not seen the Elvis movie. I don't see many movies, so I cannot <laughs> add any commentary to that, but I would like to. So um, why don't you just, why don't you just, just to humor me, name the most popular movie out there that you haven't seen. Uh, I always enjoy this. Titanic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what else is up there? Name another one. Titanic, um, Gladiator. Um, I haven't seen Waterboy. I have not seen whatever the movie recently with like a couple, like 10 years ago with all the blue people. Haven't seen that one. Don't know what it's called. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> so I think it's safe to say that you haven't seen like uh, the Godfather. Nope. I haven't seen that either. And I got called out for it literally last night. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. one of my favorite movies. Um, what about, uh, what about wizard of Oz? I have seen that. Are you making okay. fun of me? Cause I'm from Kansas. I, it was basically like force fed down my throat. Cause I lived in Kansas. <laughs> like, you need to see this movie. Like it's about your hometown. Oh, like, I got it. Okay. I got another one. I got another one. This might even, this to me is up there with wizard of Oz. If you haven't seen it just because of how much it's on TV. Shawshank redemption. Never. Wow. I don't even know what it's about. Literally. None I, of those. And I don't, I don't know that you'd necessarily like love it. I I'm a big fan of it, but it's on TV like all the time on like the, like a TBS TNT type thing where you're just like, man, they just run this movie on a loop all day long, but no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I knew, I, I knew some of these answers. I just wanted to hear them again. Cause it always, yeah. it always interests me. <laughs> she wanted you, you wanted you on the record. Yeah. Well, I was always one of the kids, like, you know, when you're younger and they're like, here's an extra credit point. Like just name one movie in theaters right now. I'm not even joking. You guys, I couldn't name a movie in theater right now. So like I always miss that point. Come always. on, he literally just named one that's in the theater right now. Oh yeah, I didn't know that was in theater. I didn't even know that was a thing. I literally do not know a movie in theater right now. I'm not even Top Gun. So that yeah, I was gonna say that's really bad because one of the movies that's in the theater right now is like probably gonna end up being one of the highest grossing movies of all time in Top yeah. Gun. So yeah, I've never seen the first one either. So I didn't see the first one, and I saw this one, and it was fabulous. 
yeah, yeah. especially if you go to the theater and see it like it's yeah it's it's pretty badass but don't worry guys i've seen all the lord of the rings so it's all good Oh, okay yeah what about the uh um uh what's the other one harry potter, harry potter. oh yeah i'm big i'm nerdy like i can yeah. legit i can do a golem voice i can like write in elvish ruins like big harry potter fan like full into all of that stuff like i've, I've gone to harry potter world alone like by myself okay times. so see i can't do any fiction at all i'm i, I can't read I, I can't read fiction i can't watch fiction like you like you can give me a, a fiction movie that's like got the greatest rating of all time or just give me like a C-level mob movie that like you tell me like Johnny Depp's in or something like that. And I'll watch that C-level movie all day long. Like that's wow. it has to be based on like based on something like, you know, let's say like like uh, Public Enemies, a movie he was in or something like that or Black yeah. Mass, like movies that I really like a lot that other people would be like, yeah, it's OK, dude. It's not that big of a deal. Like, um, but yeah, I just can't get into it. I couldn't read it when I was younger. And, I, and, and even today, like I just have a hard time reading fiction. I, I John doesn't want to suspend reality, which is why he doesn't think that the Cowboys are going to get a Super Bowl. Well, here, let me give you one positive. I was talking about some, I was talking some day or the other day about this at, at Dax, uh, uh, his like yearly, camp. uh, use camp that he had at the star. And I was talking to somebody about how the one positive that you have about the Cowboys, especially recently is when the expectations have been where they are right now or lower those have been their best seasons. Like there wasn't a lot of hype going in into 2016, you know, and then especially after Romo went down, you're like, okay, so this fourth round pick is going to take over the team. Nobody thought that they were going to go on that run 2014 uh, with Romo and those guys and, and how little they had invested on the defense. Nobody thought it was going to come down to some as catching green Bay. Uh, so actually when the expectations have been down, that's when the Cowboys have been, uh, you know, kind of overachieved. So maybe that happens again this year. Well, I hate to break it to you. Megan tried this last year. She said they're going to win zero games. And unfortunately, I feel like it kind of backfired. But you could, we could try oh, again. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I said they were going to win terrible. 17 last year. I said oh. this year they're winning zero. So oh, his okay. point is still to be made. Right. I mean, you weren't, you weren't that far off last year. I mean, they were fine during the regular season in terms of wins. Uh, just you thought it was going to kind of all come together in the playoffs. And uh, it didn't. Yeah. I was riding high at the. At, before we went into the bye week and then I uh, crashed and burned. So, <laughs> um, well, John, I actually want to keep having these types of conversations over like drinks and stuff because we haven't seen your face in like a long time. So please come down to Dallas. Thanks. <laughs> I will. I want to see this dog too. He's really cute. Um, he's, uh, standing, he's sitting next to me. The guy that I was dating was like, was like, Oh, like you're going to take the dog from me too. And I was like, that's on you for a being a bad person and be really honestly thinking that Kelsey Charles was going to share an animal with you. Like, don't. <laughs> so suck. you guys, so you guys bought it together. Uh, I, it's a long story. Like I was like, you should get a dog. And then I was like, I'm taking the dog. <laughs> all right. So when you got the dog, where was the dog staying all the time? My house. Yeah. That's your dog then. Thank you. Well, I mean, he said it out loud that it was your dog. Like if you guys ever stopped like dating. So yeah, I have, I can be a witness if we go to court. Um, is this like, is this the homeless guy? Um, <laughs> no, but you know what? Maybe I'm not going to make it. <laughs> no, it's not. But maybe I should give him a call back since I'm available again. <laughs> um, on that note, guys. John Mishota, thank you so much for joining <laughs> us. Uh, what do you have coming up for everyone? What amazing stories do you have that we need to be on the lookout for, my friend? Not much. No, uh, well, obviously <laughs> training camp's starting in a little over a week. So I'm going out to California 
few days early, kind of a little vacation there. So, uh, Bob Sturm and I, uh, are going to be working on, we're going to do something together, some type of a conversation piece like we do from time to time during the off season. It's kind of a off season preview going into training camp, just like kind of our biggest takeaways, biggest thoughts we have going into training camp. That'll be up the Monday. Uh, so that'd be July 25th, right? When they get ready to go. There's some other things I'm working on right now that are just kind of behind the scenes stuff that just putting in some work for bigger things that, you know, we get a lot more access obviously during training camp, especially now with not, you know, them having the access that it was before COVID. So that's good. Um, and then obviously once we get out there, I mean, that opening press conferences, there's always tons of stuff off of that. And then I just can't wait to just watch some practices with pads on, which, so, I mean, all of this stuff is like less than two weeks away. So that's all kind of where everything I'm focused on now after this survey, it's kind of funny that survey, you know, like I'm always trying to like stay up on like whatever, you know, the newest stuff is. And, and I fall behind on, on so many things like, so putting out the survey is super easy and that, but like actually putting the graphs into that format is different than I've done before. But I was like, I want to do this because I know it looks better than it took me like three hours to get those 25 graphs in there. It's so embarrassing. If somebody that like knew what they were doing, they'd be like, yeah, it takes 10 minutes. It took me three hours to put those stupid <laughs> graphs in there. I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, you probably should just ask somebody to do this, but I'm trying to like, trying to get better at some of these things like this, but man, you should have used Vizlo. It would have done it for you. See, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, you should call me. I build decks all day. All right. Well, that's good or to I, know now. I actually have people build them for me now that I'm cool enough. And okay. Enough years, but well, I I'm going to hold you to that. Yeah, please do. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> all right, John, thanks for joining us. We do appreciate everyone for tuning in. You can find John, uh, like I mentioned, at The Athletic. It really is worth all of your dollars. It's very minimal dollars at that. I always say this when he comes on, but it's legitimately, you guys, like, the cost of giving up one cup of coffee uh, per month, if that. So um, you should definitely use your dollars wisely and get yourself some access to all of his content and his coworkers' content. Um, make sure you're also subscribed to the Blog and the Boys podcast feed, wherever you get your podcast, whether it's Spotify, Apple, iTunes, or Stitcher. You can follow all of us. John is on social media at John. It's John Mashoda, right? With no H. That's correct. Perfect. Look at me knowing my friends. Um, and I am on Twitter at Kelsey underscore Charles and Megan is at Meg Murray with four R's on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, John, I alluded to this earlier. And as our number one guest on the show, I think you know how we're going to close this bad boy out. <laughs> I do. Megan. That was Dallas it. forever. Billy for never forever. <laughs> Birds are not real. Uh, go hang out with John Mishota. Follow all his great content. Thanks, John. We love you guys. See you guys next time.
What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Property Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a PropG Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the PropG Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on the <laughs> No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. 